This is Lucy Middleton, the voice of Amanda in Once Upon a Wasteland. Before we start the episode, I'd like to take a moment to let you know about our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com forward slash once upon a wasteland. It's a great way to support the show and get some perks too, including behind the scenes content, access to a private discord server, and some cool merch. Now, let's see what kind of trouble I get into in this episode. Thanks for listening. Once upon a time, 27 years after the bombs fell, there were two people, a vault dweller and a California girl. They met and sparks flew. That's when things got interesting. This is their story. Once Upon a Wasteland, Season 2, Episode 8, The Spark of Hope. Beth? It's time. Odessa, I have faith, but I'm still concerned. What if it sends us somewhere else? Somewhere with no way home? Wherever we go... We'll be together. That's all I need. We're ready. Here we go! Almost there. Trying to figure that out. Our Beth and Odessa haven't popped back in yet. Gotta be some kind of anomaly. We need to figure it out, and now. Scribe Hargrove, any ideas? We may need to modulate the resonance frequency again. It was tuned to that specific universe. If we move slowly... Do it. Yes, ma'am. Look. Almost got them, but but it's like something's fighting me, trying to keep them from staying here. That's why they keep disappearing and reappearing. Devin, have you ever seen this before? No. Well, not exactly. Every time they reappear, it looks exactly the same 
as someone emerging from the Nexus. And when I got shunted into the Nexus by the Untainted, it was because they damaged the console we were using to control the portal. So we're causing them to phase in and out? I think that may be what's happening. Yes, they're trying to come back, but there isn't a stable doorway to come back through. David, hands off the controls. Yes, ma'am. Nothing. We need them back, Devin. Scribe Hargrove, shut the console down. What? Shut it down. Do it, David. Shutting it down now. Well, that was... Well... That was quite something. Odessa, are you okay? Yes. Are you... you? I think so. I feel like me. Wait. I know. Um, avert your eyes, everyone. Is it there? It is! I've never been so happy to see a scar in my life. How long were we gone? I'd say three minutes, give or take. Three minutes? Are you sure? How long do you think you were gone? It was weeks. I was starting to think we might not make it home, that we'd have to make a life together somewhere else. Every time a portal appeared, we hoped it would bring us back here. But they just kept dropping us in different places, different universes. Until now. So, portals kept appearing? Yes. It wasn't a consistent amount of time between them. Sometimes it was a few hours, sometimes it was a few days. They tended to be somewhere near where we were. But not always. The important thing is that you're back. Well, and that you're yourselves again. Still, I'd like to have Dr. Hardy check you over back at Atlas. That's a good idea. There's something I need to talk to him about anyway. Yes. We want to get that sorted. What is it? Hmm. Something private. Apologies. It's okay. I just don't want to talk about it until I have some more information, that's all. No matter what he says. I know. Let's head to Atlas. Devon and I will keep working on things here. It looks like your excursion generated a lot of telemetry for us to work with. It will take some time to analyze, but it will be worth it. After you see Dr. Hardy, I want you to go home and relax. We'll alert you if we have any breakthroughs, but you need to rest. Layla, I can- That's an order, Scribe Valdez. And while I don't have direct authority over you, Beth, I suggest you do the same. No argument here, Paladin. We're going to need to remain sharp if we're going to solve this, and right now... Well, it's been a long few weeks. I'll tie Odessa to a chair if I have to. <laughs> I'll be good, I promise. But please, if anything big happens, or if I can help... You'll be my first call. Thank you. If there's one thing I'm gonna miss about the Mirror Universe, it's the food. I know! And I wish we could have eaten at Amanda's restaurant. <laughs> that would have been brilliant. I suppose it isn't much of a surprise that she's a successful businesswoman. 
Especially with such a great partner by her side. I kind of wish I had more time to learn about that, Odessa. I got the highlights, but that's really just scratching the surface of who she is. The people I interacted with who knew her, Captain Houston, Dr. Clark, even Devin, they didn't catch on that I was a totally different person. Well, not totally different. You were still brilliant. Oh, is that so? Anything else? Driven, clearly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Brilliant and driven. That all? Well, there may have been some other similarities. Such as? Well, there seem to have been some physical attributes in common as well. Oh, Beth Kirby, were you checking out my Mirror Universe version? <laughs> in my defense, we weren't sure at first if there had been a body swap. I see. But, you know... I'm listening. Perhaps we should compare our observations. For science, of course. Of course. I don't have a navy uniform handy, though. I thought we could start with a more basic exam. I think I see where you're going with this. Establish a baseline. No uniforms to, uh, get in the way of our observations. Precisely. Maybe I'll make a scientist out of you yet. Shall we get started, Dr. Valdez? Get rid of them. <laughs> all right, all right. Amanda! Hey, you two, I brought some food. Um, thanks, I... Hey, you. Hi, Amanda. How are you? Did we, uh, miss anything while we were gone? Nope. It was nice and quiet. Cindy and I even got to spend some quality time together. Oh, that must have been nice. She's been so busy. I think Valeria just wants her to keep an eye on whatever's going on with these portals. But I'll take it. Has the Enclave taken more of an interest in what's been happening? When we left, they seemed... strangely disinterested. I never bought that for one second. Look, there are two groups in Appalachia that would be all over whatever the hell this is. The Brotherhood and the Enclave. I bet Valeria and Moda started enclaving it up as soon as you walked through that first portal. I'm sure they did. Are you okay, Odessa? You're kind of quiet over there. Yeah, I, I'm okay. Glad to be home. You two need to give me all the details from your little adventure. Maybe you can come back to the web and we can knock a few back and you can tell me all about it. What it was like, who you met, how much you missed me. I need to lie down. Uh, what's, what's wrong? What did I do? It's nothing like that. There were... Well, some things about that universe hit a bit too close to home for both of us. Anything you want to talk about? For starters, I had a sister. A sister? Really? Really. Three years younger than me. I guess not being in the vault gave my parents the freedom to have a bigger family. They always told me they never seriously considered having another child after me. And you believe them, right? They wouldn't lie to me about something like that. I don't know how I'm going to bring it up when I talk to them. 
Or if I even want to. Well, I think they'd want to know. I do as well. But what if they tried to have another child and it didn't happen? Or what if I did have a sister but we lost her and the pain was too much for them to bear to talk about it, even with me? I don't want to tear open any old wounds. You can't think that way. You said it yourself. They wouldn't lie to you about that kind of thing. Would it even be a lie, though? Babe, you need to take a step back. I know. I just need to remember Semper Veritas. This will save my relationship with Odessa. My parents deserve that respect as well. There you go. Do you want to tell me about her? Her name's Alexandra. Alex. She was brilliant. Blonde. Gorgeous. Smart as a whip. She was studying law at Cambridge. I'm gonna go ahead and assume that's impressive. Was she tall, like you? Not quite. She was only 5'10". <laughs> Absolutely tiny. Did you carry her around in your pocket? She was fun, too, and so confident. She practically glided when she walked. And kind. She must have had a great role model to look up to. Odessa was talking about how she wishes that she'd been able to learn more about that version of herself. I feel the same way. To really get a good look at how I would have turned out with the same amazing parents, but no great bore, no vault tech, none of the people who hurt me. Hey, hey, I don't know anything about that, Beth. But this version of you is one of the best human beings I've ever met. I wish you didn't have to go through any of this shit that you did in the vault, and I still plan to kill anyone I find out was involved, but the fact is you turned out great in spite of that. Just think about the woman who's lying down right now in the bed you share every night. Do you think Odessa Valdez is just going to put her heart out on the line for anybody? Hell no, she's not. But she's doing that for you. I think this experience brought us closer together. We really can face anything, as long as we're together. Good thing both of you got, uh, swapped. Yeah, I'm sure we would have gotten this sorted if it was, say... Romani and I, but still. It being her felt important. It was a good thing Bones noticed that portal underneath your restaurant. Wait, wait, wait. I, I thought you were in D.C. We were. Your restaurant and bar, the originals, were downtown. Great location. I can see why it was such a success. So I owned a bar in two different cities, in two different universes. And that's where all these portal shenanigans started? Her. Yes, I hadn't thought about it that way. I'd call it a coincidence, but Odessa's told me that those are about as worthy of trust as a Voltec employee. This is bullshit. Romani told me about the accident and said that they were working on getting everybody back to where they belonged. But it sounds like I'm smack dab in the middle of this, no matter what universe we're talking about, and I didn't know. You weren't brought in? Nope. She told me they were working on getting you back, and they'd bring me in if they needed access to the basement. I was ready to slap her. The other Beth and Odessa were locked up in Atlas, and she wouldn't even let me see them. She was super weird about it, too. She wouldn't have known about the portal in the other Amanda's basement, so that part tracks at least. But I don't understand why she wouldn't bring you in to try to figure out a solution. You're one of the seven, and that means something. I still don't know what yet, but... 
Something. She's one of the seven, too. She should have trusted me. I don't know that it's a matter of trust. What are you talking about? I spent a lot of time with Romani lately. She trusts you. It even became a bit of a bone of contention between her and Derek before he got to know you. It's just... Come on. Spill. Her thought may have been that you meeting the other version of Odessa would have introduced... Complications. Complications? What the hell are you talking about? While we were there, it became quite apparent that we're different people from our counterparts. With different relationships and different personal histories. Romani may have just been trying to limit everyone's exposure to that. Meanwhile, you and Odessa were rubbing elbows with me, your parents, and God knows who else. There wasn't anything we could do about that. It just feels like there's more to this. And Odessa's avoiding me, which is something she's never done. Even when things are, you know, complicated. Just give her time. She has a lot to process. Not just about you. Not just about me? That means it is about me, at least partly. Jesus, what happened over there? Was I an asshole? No, no. I didn't get to talk with you much, but you were lovely. We were all going to have dinner, in fact, but we ended up coming back home before it happened. Huh. I don't get it. If there's anything Odessa feels that she needs to discuss with you about this, she will. She might just need to figure out how to do it. Okay, I'll take your word for it, and I won't push it. But I don't want things to be awkward, so you guys know where to find me, okay? And Beth, there's nothing either of you can't talk to me about, alright? I know. Beth, I think we should get started on that assessment we talked about. I'm ready whenever you are. I'm gonna head back to the web. Have fun with your assessment, but try to get some rest too, okay? Thanks. And we'll talk soon. Shotzi, how are you feeling? And how is Odessa? I feel fine, ma'am. Odessa does as well. Thank you for asking. We've been resting as much as we can, but both of us want to be in the thick of it right now. I understand. Standing on the sidelines can be difficult, but in this case it's the right thing to do, at least for a little while. I thought Odessa would be with you. Are you sure she's alright? Yes, there were some things that I wanted to discuss with you and Dad. Privately. Oh, I see. What would you like to discuss? It's about the other universe. Who we were. What we saw. What we learned. But first, how are you feeling, Dad? A little tired, but mostly fine. Are you eating? I am. Amanda and Elise have made sure of that. Good. The first thing I wanted to ask you about... Did you ever think about having another child after me well we did consider it but in the end we decided that our family was perfect just as it was we've talked about this Shatsi. i know i know it's just it's just what in the other universe i had a sister three years younger than me 
We were apparently very close. Oh, I think I understand now. I know the things there are fundamentally different from the way they are here, but there were so many things that were the same. So I started wondering if that was one of them. No, dear. If our situation had been different, perhaps our family would have ended up in a different configuration. But it didn't. Fear not. You don't have a long-lost sister out there somewhere. I think Derek's reappearance satisfied my soap opera moment quota for a while. How is that situation going? Well, aside from me almost ruining everything by worrying about whether Odessa was going to leave me for him, I think it's finally sorted. In a way, us being yanked out of this universe and shoved into another was the best thing that could have happened. It allowed us to focus on what's really important. Well... What is it? You have to promise not to say anything. It's awkward enough already. You have our word. Odessa was married in the other universe. Oh my. To Derek? No, no. To Amanda. Our Amanda? Yes. They'd been married for about three years. Odessa learned that she was pregnant while we were there. They'd been trying to start a family of their own. I can see how that could be awkward. But why is it still awkward? I haven't pressed either of them on it, but Odessa and Amanda seem to have a... complicated friendship. And it was only made more complicated when this portal business started. Complicated in what way? I'm not blind. It's clear that there's a level of mutual attraction between them. And that's fine. It's normal. Let's be honest, they're both perfect girlfriend material. As you well know. Indeed. And it's like you said, if our situations had been different, perhaps we'd all have ended up in a different configuration, as it were. But we didn't. Odessa and I are happy together, and so are Amanda and Cindy. None of that sounds complicated. No, but since we got back, Odessa has been incredibly awkward about Amanda. She came to visit us this morning and almost immediately left the room to lie down. And she didn't want to talk about it, which isn't like her. She immediately changed the subject and she knows exactly how to distract me. I know you want to help, but in this case, it may be best to simply be there for her and allow her the space to process this in her own time. And it also sounds as though Odessa and Amanda need to have a conversation as well. I hope Odessa comes to the same conclusion. Amanda's good at hiding her emotions, but she was clearly upset by the way Odessa reacted to her. She was hurt, and I don't like to see her hurt. It must be difficult to see two people you love going through this much tumult. Very. I just wish I could do something to help. You are, just by being there. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk to us about, regarding the other universe? Has Dr. Hardy and Dr. Flagler made any headway finding out what's been going on with you, health-wise? No, nothing yet. Tony keeps lamenting that the equipment he has available is rudimentary in terms of diagnostics. Even the medical bays we have in our houses are more of a trauma ward than a diagnostic tool. I talked a lot with our universe's version of you, Dad, and I was able to steer the conversation to any health issues he may have experienced recently. And? A few years ago, he was diagnosed with... with cancer. 
lymphoma. They called it early, and the treatment was successful. He was totally cancer-free. Andrew. It doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it might. I hope it doesn't. I... I see. I'll tell Tony and Dr. Hardy right away. Of course. Best to know, either way. Would it be alright if I stayed here with you for the rest of the afternoon? Odessa said she'd just be resting at home. I would like nothing more, my dear. You can tell us all about your adventures. I can't wait to hear. Can you tell me some stories from before the war? There must have been some you haven't told me yet. I think I'll be able to think of something. And, Mum, can you tell me about your parents? Of course. I'd be happy to. Brilliant. You go first. I want to hear everything. Bones, you expecting anyone? Nope. No delivery scheduled for today. Let me see who it is. I'll get rid of him if I have to. Thanks, Bones. Oh, hey, Odessa. Didn't expect to see you today. I guess that means you're feeling better. I am, Bones. Thank you. Is Amanda here? She's right over there. Um, hi. Uh, Bones, can we have the room, please? Sure thing, boss. I have some stuff to take care of in the basement. You just yell if you need me. Thanks. I, uh, I'm sorry about earlier. What's going on with you? I've never seen you like that. It's like you saw a ghost. A me-shaped ghost. I didn't know you were coming over, and I wasn't quite ready to see you yet. Not ready to see me yet? You're starting to worry me. What happened? Did I do something? Did I hurt you somehow? Uh, I'm sorry. Just tell me what it was, and I'll fix it. (sighs) We need to talk. Are... Are you breaking up with me? I mean, we're not together, but the only times I've said that were when I was getting ready to dump somebody. (laughs) Well, I can still make you laugh, at least. So let's talk. Want a drink? No, but thank you. I'm waiting on some lab tests, and I don't want to drink any alcohol until I know the results. Is everything okay? Is that what this is about? (laughs) Worried about those tests? No. Well, I guess everything's fine, in a way. Are you sick? It's nothing like that. Physically, I'm fine. Damn right you are. Ah, sorry, sorry. Force of habit. We need to talk about this thing between us. I thought we had an understanding about the, you know, thing. We did. We we do. But some things happened while Beth and I were away that you need to know about, because I can't stop thinking about them. That's why I reacted the way I did when you visited us. I'm not gonna lie. That hurt. Beth talked me down a little, but still, I didn't know what I did. I'm sorry. I was just overwhelmed. I had to get away. And you didn't do anything. That's what Beth said, too. She was hinting around at something, but I couldn't pin her down on any details. 
She said that me meeting the other version of you could create complications. And that might be why Romani kept those two at Atlas and wouldn't let anyone near them except for Devon and your buddy the scribe. That was a good call. Jesus, Odessa, just tell me what is going on. We were married. <laughs> uh, for a second there, I thought you meant that we were married to each other. Wait, you did mean that. There was an actual us with wedding rings and everything? Yeah. I think Beth almost passed out when she heard the name Amanda Valdez. I would've. But then she kissed me. Okay, nothing weird about that. She didn't know you weren't her Odessa, and married people kiss all the time. And? And what? I kissed her back. You what? With Beth standing right there? You remember what we kept experiencing every time we got close to a portal? I'll never forget it. It wasn't just physical attraction anymore. Don't get me wrong, that was still there. But it was... It was more than that. Come on, Amanda. It's just us. Say it. I was in love with you, okay? Like, shout it from the mountaintops kind of love. It felt real, even though I knew it wasn't. That's what I felt, too. There wasn't anything I wanted more than you. You know what the most messed up part was? I wanted it to be real. I liked feeling that way. It scared me, and I don't scare easily. I felt the same way, including the scared part. I think that helped me recognize what was going on. I pulled myself back to reality, my reality, pretty quickly after the kiss. But in that moment with her, I was that Odessa. It terrified me. I wondered if I was starting to lose myself and if she was going through the same thing here. Did you talk to Beth about any of this? Some of it. But there were things I had to talk with you about first. With you, you, not Mrs. Valdez. Things? Plural? Do I even want to know what else happened? Ah, uh, who am I kidding? Of course I do. Hit me. Uh, a lot of things happened, but one of them kind of stands out. I was pregnant. We... we were going to be parents? I mean, they were going to be parents? This is so confusing to talk about. I felt terrible that that Odessa couldn't be there when she got the call. Is this what the lab tests are about? Yes. I know that doesn't make sense. She's back in her body and I'm back in mine, but we don't know anything about how these portals work. Maybe there's a chance that I'm pregnant, you know? And maybe this is my only chance. Hey, hey, don't talk like that. I'm sorry. Don't be. No matter what the tests say, you and Beth will navigate whatever comes next together. She does know about this, right? Yes. She and Dr. Hardy are the only other people who knew. The important thing is that she's back where she belongs and so are you. You're both with the people you're meant to be with again. Yes. I just hope things aren't as messy for her as they are for us. I guess the thing was going to come to a head eventually. We should have talked about it sooner. Semper Veritas it is. Excuse me, Scribe Navia? Lieutenant Connors, what can I do for you? 
I'm off duty. Please, call me Cindy. We're both part of the Seven, so we should probably be on a first-name basis anyway. You're probably right. No more Scribe Navia, then. Call me Jess. Okay, Jess. I was looking for Odessa. Is she around? No. Paladin and Romani sent her home to rest. It sounds like they had quite an experience. Yeah, Romani was pretty tight-lipped about it, too. Wouldn't let any of us near Beth and Odessa. Amanda was ready to strangle her, and not in the fun way. How is Amanda? She's good. She was really worried about Beth and Odessa, but now that they're back, it's a big weight off her shoulders. I've been doing my best to keep her distracted. I'm sure she didn't mind. <laughs> no, but it's been nice to spend more time with her. I had a lot of liberty saved up that I couldn't use because we were so busy. But it's been surprisingly quiet around the bunker lately, so I'm finally able to tear myself away. That's good. It's important to have a balance. I want to be more than my job, even though I understand how important that job is. You know what I mean? That's a feeling I know well. I've been trying to branch out a little, find some hobbies, something to pass the time that isn't strictly scribe work. Yes, I just started painting. I'm not very good, but Amanda's really been encouraging me. You'll have to show me some of your paintings. <laughs> Maybe someday. The hardest part is finding paint. Well, the right kind of paint. I might be able to help you with that. It would be fun to see if I could whip some up for you. It's still science-y, but not scribe work, so it counts. Ah, oh, that would be great. I promise you'll be the second person I show anything I paint using what you come up with. That's a great incentive. I'll keep you posted. Deal. So, what else has been going on? Any movement with the portal stuff? Like, why we're... special? Nothing concrete. But Beth mentioned something interesting when they got back to Atlas. Really? What is it? They found a portal arch. Like the one in Morgantown, under Amanda's restaurant. Okay. And? The restaurant was in Washington, D.C. Hundreds of miles away from here. Now, it could just be a wild coincidence that two transdimensional hotspots happened to sit in Amanda's basement in two different universes. But it's far more likely that it's something specific to Amanda. Yes. And whatever it is, it's so strong that it's present no matter what universes Amanda were talking about. I hope she's not in any kind of danger. It's a very small sample size. And there could be any number of plausible explanations. Including the possibility that somehow she is the key to everything. Wait, isn't the key one of the archetypes the Emerald Pike identified? Yes! I like where you're going with this. If she's the key, that can narrow down who the rest of us are. And what we have to do to stop this invasion before it happens. Scribe Navia, I... oh, hello, Lieutenant. What brings you here? I was looking for Odessa. I had a few things I needed her expertise on, but Jess and I were just discussing something you might want to hear. I'm listening. Leaving the infrastructure at Flagrante Bello aside, we know about one specific portal location in our universe, and another in the one Beth and Odessa visited. Right. Under the spider's web, and under... Oh. I think I understand. Amanda is somehow tied to these portals? Or drawn to them? We hadn't really gotten as far as specifics, but yes. It could be that she chose the locations for her businesses in both universes, because there were weak points in the barrier between dimensions there. She wouldn't have had any idea she was doing it either. You don't think she's causing these weak spots, do you? 
I hadn't considered that, but we can't ignore it as a possibility. Something just occurred to me. Could it be that all the problems we've been seeing with the portals are because Vault-Tec didn't know that they had to find a weak spot? Or that they know, but didn't know how. Either way, though, it fits. That could be why the portals were always unstable. And why Beth and Odessa swapped places with their counterparts in the way they did. Even Devin seems surprised by that, and he's the expert. While we're on the subject, there's something else that's been nagging at me. What is it? In the other universe, Beth and Odessa never met. Beth and her family lived in England. Right. Yet, at some point not long before the swap happened, the wheels were put in motion, not only for them to come to the United States, but to work directly with Odessa on a project directly involving these portals. Now, I have no doubt that they would have sought each other out after the swap no matter what, but... Well, it's awfully convenient that they didn't have to. I see what you're saying. That's a little too convenient. Precisely. Many of the same people being drawn together at the same time. But not all of the same people. The only members of our seven that were present in that universe were Beth, Odessa, and Amanda. The three of us weren't there, and neither was Derek. That doesn't mean that they weren't on their way somehow, too. It's entirely possible that this all happened just as everyone was coming together there. We might just have been a little bit ahead of schedule. Odessa's description of the project supports that hypothesis as well. They don't seem to have gotten quite as far as Vault-Tec did. Scribe Navia, please discuss this with Knight Carlson. He's become our expert in the more philosophical aspects of this operation. Lieutenant, would you be willing to join that conversation? Absolutely. And please keep Amanda updated. We'll need her to be up to speed. As we've learned, things happen very quickly and on very short notice. We need everyone to be ready for that. I will. I'm going to talk to Derek. If you need anything, that's where I'll be. Yes, ma'am. You wanted to see me, Layla? Yes. Please come in. Have Devin and Scribe Hargrove made any progress? I just talked to Dave. He's like a dog with a bone. The telemetry itself is kind of opaque, but between his experience with Vault-Tec systems and Devin's experience with portals, they'll get it figured out. Good. Have you talked to Odessa? Briefly. I want to give her time to rest, but I also want to make sure she's okay. She seemed... I don't know. She seemed to be impacted by the experience on an emotional level. Did she tell you why? Derek. I'm asking as her friend and colleague. Nothing more. No, she didn't, and I didn't pry. It was clear that she needed to rest and recover from the moment they reappeared. She and Beth both looked exhausted. But when we got back to Atlas, it became clear that resting and recovering with Beth was every bit as important, if not more so. I understand. Do you? What's that supposed to mean? Derek, I've known you for a very long time. I know you still love her, and I suspect that you're still holding out hope that she's going to come to her senses and go back to Lost Hills with you. You've never given up when something means as much to you as she does. I can't argue with any of that. There comes a point, though, when you need to let go. For her sake and for yours. You may think that you're operating completely above board here, but you have to recognize that what you're doing is causing friction between her and Beth. Maybe that should tell her something. If Beth is that insecure about how Odessa supposedly feels about her, 
Maybe it should tell you something. You're being selfish and manipulative, and that does not suit you. That's not fair. Isn't it? Fair or not, it's true. You're a paladin now, and paladins have to be better than that. She has been incredibly patient with you. So has Beth, for that matter. Yet, you're so obsessed with the idea of winning her back that you don't give a damn about the impact that's having on her. I can't believe you're talking to me like this. Believe it. What do you expect me to do? Give up? Give up? Do you even hear yourself? You claim to be her friend. I expect you to start acting like it. If you can't do that, then maybe you should ask yourself what's really driving this. I'm trying to correct a mistake. By making a bigger one? Look, I haven't been privy to your conversations, but I know Odessa well enough to know that if there were any hope to be held out for, she would have told you. If she was conflicted or suddenly unsure, you'd know that. But my suspicion is that she didn't do that. <sighs> no. She didn't. She told me that she loves Beth and wants to spend the rest of her life with her. So you have your answer. We were supposed to spend our lives together. I know. But things change. People change. She's not the same person she was when she left. And you're not the same person either. This matter aside, you've shown me a lot in the short time you've been here. You've matured. You're growing into the leader I always knew you could be. Your feelings about Odessa seem to be the one area where you haven't evolved. Yet. But I think you need to if you're ever going to fully grow into that person, that leader. You need to move on. For your sake, for hers, and for the Brotherhood's. I don't know how. I spent years thinking about how I was going to make it up to her, and how'd she rush back into my arms when I finally saw her again. But then she didn't. It took her a long time to move on. I was concerned about her, frankly. But then she met Beth. I've never seen two people more perfect for each other. I'm sorry, but that includes you and Odessa. Beth is her person. And if you love her, if you're truly her friend, and not just pretending to be so you can get her back, you'll recognize and respect that. <sighs> you're right. Of course you're right. I know this is hard, and I know it hurts. Maybe even more than when she broke things off. But the hurt will subside, as long as you let it. I'll take your word for it. And I'll try. I just want her to be happy. And I just need to accept that doesn't involve us being together. I'm always here if you need to talk. Or even if you just want to. Thanks, Layla. I'm... going to my quarters. I've got a lot to think about. If anything happens... Don't worry. I'll let you know immediately. Paladin, I just got a message from Scribe Hargrove. They're under attack. Under attack? By whom? It's not a who, it's a, a what. He has it locked in the console room, but whatever it is, it's big and it sounds pretty upset. Whatever it is? So it's not one of the usual suspects? No. Hargrove said he's never seen anything like it. He hasn't seen any of the cryptids that are indigenous to Appalachia. It could be one of them. I don't think so. 
He said the portal arch activated on its own and whatever it was came through. You might have led with that. It could be the untainted. We're not ready for an invasion. Gather everyone you can. All hands on deck. Lieutenant Connors should still be here. Make sure you get her and Scribe Navia. Paladin Hewitt, too. He should be in his quarters. All Radio Beth, Odessa, and Amanda. If this is the Untainted, I get the feeling we'll need all seven of us there. Meet me in the courtyard with anybody you can find. Yes, ma'am. Once Upon a Wasteland, Season 2, Episode 8, The Spark of Hope, was produced and directed by Brad Williams and written by D.K. Trueno. Starring Letitia Lemon as Elizabeth Kirby, Vitriol Plays as Odessa Valdez, and Lucy Middleton as Amanda Otis. Also starring W. Keith Timms as Devin McKnight, Addison Mosby as Derek Hewitt, Summer Rose as Jessica Navia, Maria Cheshire as Cindy Connors, Pandora Beatrix as Paladin Layla Romani, Kirsty Harrison as Elise Kirby, and Penal Pineapple as Andrew Kirby. Featuring Josh Smith as Scribe David Hargrove, Eric B. Rollin as Bones, and Ashley Secon as our narrator. Please join us for our next episode, Season 2, Episode 9, only by a miracle. Madison is on the air. What happens when 20-something Madison is zapped into old-time radio shows? The last thing I remember was working on my makeup blog. No technology. Your technology is so old, the only thing I recognize on my desk are the pens. No Starbucks. I haven't had a mocha latte in months. And no one is PC. You don't think a woman could cloud men's minds? You think men's minds are all that complicated? It's mostly just beer and video games in there. Madison on the Air serves to highlight the way we were and the way we are today with original radio drama scripts adapted to include the modern-day Madison as she joins famous characters from radio's past. Saint. Simon. Whatever. Madison Standish. Give me that phone. Johnny Dollar. My partner's Madison Standish. Hi. My name's Friday. Kato! This is the Green Hornet. Really digging Dracula's OG goth style. What if I killed freaking Sherlock Holmes? And many more. Visit us on the web at madisonontheair.com or find us pretty much any place podcasts can be found. I'm Brad Williams, the creator of Once Upon a Wasteland. We'd like to thank you for joining us for the eighth episode of our second season, and we hope that you'll continue to join us as we follow Beth and Odessa's journey toward Happily Ever After. For more information on our show, visit our website, onceuponawasteland.com, where you'll find show information, scripts for each episode, artwork, and more. You can also find us on Twitter at onceupon76pod, on Instagram at onceuponawasteland, and on Hive at once upon. If you like this episode, please leave a rating and review, and we hope you'll subscribe as well. And please, tell your friends. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can reach out to us directly on Twitter or via email at brad at onceuponawasteland.com. Thank you.
Well, hello there, Appalachia. This is Trader Red coming to you from top of the world. Good old Rose was kind enough to let us in. Just cost a heat ton of chems. Hey, I heard that. Sorry, darling. Anyway, is your raider gang looking for a little extra firepower? Guns, knives, nukes? Maybe you need a little pick-me-up. Chems, booze, or a bit of shine? Want to pick up a bit of tech to show off to Scribe Valdez? Or did Ward send you off to find his lost osmosis kits again? You can find anything you want at Trader Red's Emporium and Wasteland Oddities. Open to one and all, raiders, cultists, sellers, those stuffed shirts at the White Spring. If the caps are there, we don't care. So darling, if y'all are interested more, come find old Trader Red on this thing we call a podcast. The Modus Files, a fallout audio drama podcast dedicated to telling the story of post-Reclamation Day Appalachia. Available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. Are you done yet? Don't let me sick little spike on you. Hey, hey, we had a deal. Raiders rule! Ow, ow, okay, okay, dang it, Rose. Keep that darn robotic varmint away from me.